You have killed. And you will kill again. to another episode of House of Wax and Man. Have we got a whacker for you this time? <laughs> man, this this movie is going to be fantastic to talk about. I've got my number one man. The, we, we do a lot of shows together over on Short Bus and stuff, but he's here in the house, and that's Mr. Johnny Krug. What's up, man? What is up? Lick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, for the time being, Levi couldn't be here, so we're going to go ahead and roll in his honor. Uh, but what we do have is a special guest. This is a friend of mine that we've been talking for, I don't know, maybe three and a half, four years now of trying to do some sort of show together. So, I'm, I'm actually thrilled to get him to come on here. And uh, that's Mr. Stephen White. What's up, man? Not much. How you guys doing? Good. Fantastic, man. Good to have you on, dude. Stephen is a podcaster as well and a lot of other stuff, and we'll get into some of that. First thing I want to talk about is, uh, well, the reason we're covering the infamous black comedy, if you want to call it that, 1986 Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 is because uh, I invited Steven on the show, and that's the movie that he brought up. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like this episode, it's Steven's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. Blame me. (laughs) So you got uh, his show, Super Mega Crash Bros Turbo. Correct. I get that wrong every time. I had to write it down because I get my my Mega and Crash mixed up. It seems to be a tongue (laughs) twister, but once you start rolling it, it it comes off naturally. It's like second nature to me now. So go ahead and tell them what that's about, man. Uh, it's a video game-based podcast. We talk about news. We talk about uh, games that are coming out. We play kind of uh, games based on rumors that we hear. We've actually been doing uh, improv sketches uh, in the last few episodes, trying different things based on, say, you, you have a situation that's like, well, what if uh, a lady goes into a pet store and all they sell is Pokemon, but she doesn't know what a Pokemon is. So that's the the situation. So she's completely freaked out about uh, an electrified mouse and doesn't understand why. So we've been trying to find ways to, to spruce it up a little bit and have a little fun with it other than just news and, and commentary and things like that. So, uh, yeah, we've uh, recently hit our 100 mark. I think it was wow. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So last That's episode crazy. we did yep. was 110, and that was at the end of the year. Of course, I remember when you kicked that thing off, and I think we were already in you know the 20s on Helming. Right. So yeah, you've just blew right past there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been pretty busy. I've always heard that when she doesn't know what a Pokemon is, you take her in the back room. That's just what I <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see that. Sure, sure. Girl, you make my Charizard Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> squirtle, squirtle. <laughs> Pikachu. All right, and so uh, you also got Kaiju Weekly. Is that right? Yeah, that's a that's a new one that I've recently started. Uh, there was a friend of mine that I met on a, a, a different 
uh, podcasting website or, or Facebook group, and he he had started this before, I think, two years ago, and it never panned out. Like he went uh, eight episodes or so, and then I guess life got in the way with his his co-host, and they couldn't do it anymore. So he just kind of put it on the back burner, and eventually he kind of pitched it out to the group. It's like, hey, if I started this this podcast, would anyone want to kind of guest on it? I guess he was trying to see if he could get it out there again and maybe get some guest hosts on. And I just came out to him straight. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll see if I can help you get this out there because I had always wanted to talk about, you know, kaiju movies and things like that. And we've even kind of stretched that definition because a lot of people would assume we're talking about Japanese monster movies and things like that. But we want to expand it to other giant monster movies of all kinds and really try to explore what that actually means, like what defines what a kaiju is so right we've been trying different things talked about uh king kong 76 um the recent godzilla yes. king or king of the monsters that came out uh back in the summer uh ultraman uh-huh. uh frankenstein conquers the world just a just a crazy mess of, of movies but it's been a lot of fun and uh it's it's i think hit its eighth eighth or ninth episode i can't remember but uh it's it's wow. fairly new but we're, we're getting out there every one of those movies you just mentioned i love yeah they're they're, <laughs> they're fan favorites but i have to say uh inframan for the win that's that's where i go <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> i love me some inframan mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that oh wait a minute we got other things to talk about too because man this guy's a juggernaut too man i mean we all three of us here have kind of dealt with i said juggernaut not not a guy goes jogging all the time a juggernaut <laughs> <laughs> he's a juggernaut <laughs> right i'm jogging right now you just the jogging podcast. <laughs> i'm jogging in place but uh you dabble with the youtube stuff as well and i think that's one of the first things i saw that you were kind of involved with so what all you got going on there because i know it's 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 been quite a bit yeah there was a time that i was really hammering out uh, content constantly on the the youtube page i had uh, several shows going on at one point i had uh, a comedy series that i'd i'd produced and that was probably the biggest production that i've ever faced it's kind of like a short form sitcom uh called man cave we did about two seasons of that uh was trying to do fairly current shows uh one was called savor the flavor we'd try you know you'd see new cookies and foods and oddball kind of stuff out on the the store shelves we try to sample those and kind of get those out into the world uh used to do a show called porter and ale where we try different kinds of beers throughout you know all the world and try to stay current with that and kind of give our opinions on it but that kind of fell by the wayside so a lot of that stuff it, it just life gets in the way i suppose where other people who i was involved with it's just not happening and man cave is kind of a structured sitcom series so writing that is kind of the problem there maybe we'll get to a third season it's something we've been planning but right now uh i do have something i am working on for the for the youtube uh channel for this year and it's an animated series and I've, cool. I've got it written out. Uh, we've gotten a good portion of the dialogue recorded. Uh, I've got some guest spots that I'm, I'm, I've got from other people who, are, who need to record. Uh, and I've got two episodes already finished. So it'll be a 12-episode series, and I hope to have it done by the end of the year. I happened to, I got lucky enough to put out about six episodes and said, this is too dang hard. It is. I'm not yeah. doing this no more. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very time consuming. So yeah, I spend uh, every free moment I can trying to get a lot of this stuff done. And when, like, I had to take a break. I usually take a break at the end of the year and middle of the year. And when people kind of wonder why, it's like, well, what are you doing? It's like you don't understand what my brain's going through. I need a, I need a refresher. I just need it to stop working for a minute. All right, man. Well, cool. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a little short break. We're gonna come right back and we're gonna jump right into. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Stay around, folks. Do you desire to add yet another entry in the endless legion of film review podcasts to your playlist? Can you not stand the thought of having any moment of your dull, pointless, waking life intruded upon with the sounds from the real world and would prefer to listen to a small cast of assholes talk about movies? Then they must be destroyed on sight! Probably meets your bare minimum requirements. Join Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest hosts as they talk about films from every genre, ranging from the obscure and schlocky to the well-known top dollar classics. Look for... They Must Be Destroyed On Sight! On iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, and Facebook. That's... They Must Be Destroyed On Sight! Thirteen years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Massacre 2. The Buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. And we're back with Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 from 1986. The IMDb score for this is 5.6, which I don't know, I think is kind of low, but we'll get around to that. I mean, I see movies, I mean, there are movies in the Jason series that are pretty bad that get higher than this, so we'll see. This movie is written and directed by... Actually, it's directed by Toby Hooper, but it's written by Elm Kit Carson, who I really don't know anything Kit else. Kit Carson. I don't know anything else he's done, do you? Uh, he had his hands in, in quite a few things. I, I I can't remember right offhand. It seems like he wrote... Uh, a lot of canon stuff? Uh, or No, no. He, he was a local artist there in Texas. Oh, okay. Well, it says he wrote, wrote The Hitchhiker, Paris, Texas. Um, yep. The Killer's Kiss. Paris, Texas is what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've actually seen that. I didn't know he did that. If you don't know who uh, Toby Hooper is, you know, he's an icon. Most people listening will know who he is, though. And this movie stars a coked-out Dennis Hopper, Caroline Williams, (laughs) Jim Seedow, Bill Moseley, Bill Johnson. Um, But no, this this movie, we're going to get around to it, but my God, I, I don't think I've ever seen... (laughs) <laughs> Dennis Hopper actor look the way he did in this movie. The one thing you walk away with is his performance in this movie. I mean, all the other ones are kind of cartoon characters, but he is just so lit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Razos. <laughs> <laughs> to even get into this thing, I mean, well, let's start with our guest, Stephen. When's the first time you remember ever seeing this flick? 
The first time I probably saw this flick was maybe 1997. I want to say that sounds about right. I had never seen a Texas Chainsaw flick, but I had always wanted to. It was just something that was always out of reach for me. And one day I went down to the local video store. Kids, if you don't know what a video store is, it was this ancient building (laughs) where people used to rent movies. They didn't have them on your TV. But anyway... uh, I went down there looking for Texas Chainsaw, found one and two, and thought I'd do a double feature, went home, watched them, and the first one freaked me out. And then this one, really, watching them back-to-back for the first time, it really stained it for me, because I was like, is this a good movie? This was kind of ridiculous. This was stupid. But it took me some time to appreciate what it was because they're they're completely separate, different movies, you know, despite having yeah. similar, you know, the same director and certain actors that returned, they're different movies. So it was right. jarring for me to watch them back to back because it was like, this is not what I just watched. That was cool. This was weird. So, yeah, it took me a while to really warm up to this to this flick. Johnny, what about you, man? Um, it's it's funny. My dad used to always show me the first Texas Chainsaw. I saw that at the age of four, my very first horror movie, and I would say this one was a pretty close second. To, so this is probably the second horror movie I ever saw. And I mean, if I saw that at four, I probably saw this around the same time. Man, and as a kid, this movie is far scarier than the first one. The first one still was terrifying yeah. to me, but this one just it. It's so bizarre. The first one's bizarre in its own way, but this one is just... It takes the first one and it gives it like a bunch of PCP. And it's like, here you go. <laughs> let's go yeah. ahead and let's go ahead and get some effects in here and some... Uh, it's just... It's, it's so high energy. The first one wasn't like that at all. It was very laid back. It, you actually felt like you were on a vacation road trip with those people. Where th- this one, you're just right. like, start to finish. It's just go, go, go. And, and probably the fact of the first one is all about what you don't see. You know, it, it does such a great job at, you know, the illusion of tricking you to thinking you're seeing things you're not. Whereas this one, you got Savini's effects, so you're seeing everything. Oh, you know? yeah. And I think at a young age when, you know, that opening scene when, you know, the the chicken scene when, when dude's half his head is missing... As a kid, you're probably just going, holy crap, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is, and we'll get to it when we get deeper into the movie, but the scene that always scared the crap out of me when I was little, little, was every time the anticipation of Chop Top turning on the light to the record room. Yeah. Every time. Hmm. Every time that got me. It's a timing thing, you know? You're you're trying to catch it just right, and, and you can't. And, uh, yeah, and that's <laughs> one of the mysteries of this movie is the incredible silent chainsaw that just cranks instantly <laughs> <laughs> on cue, you know. So, uh, yeah, man, this is this is Toby Hooper running rampant, signing a three-movie deal with our favorites, Canon Films. Hell that's yeah! Right. <laughs> man, so you got Life Force... And then you jumped out of that into Invaders from Mars, straight into Texas Chainsaw 2, which he originally did not want to do. And because of that, we get this incredible movie that we've got that we're talking about. So, What about you, man? Uh, me? Uh, probably around 87, 88. My dad had uh, early day uh, 
pay-per-view, which was on a satellite system, which was pirated. So, you know, you didn't have to really pay-per-view. You just tuned in and watched. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Until, until they zapped your chip, you know, and then you had to replace the chip. But anyways, I digress. Uh, yeah, man, I, I remember just uh, really enjoying this one because this is the height of... The, the the dark humor horror flicks, the roller coasters, you're getting, you know, Reanimator, Evil Dead 2, all these movies that were kind of blowing up the original idea and just running crazy with it. And there's not a better example. Matter of fact, this movie is so 80s. I always made a reference of, you know, taking Ferris Bueller when somebody says, hey, what's an 80s movie and showing them Ferris Bueller? You could almost take Texas Chainsaw 2 and say, this is the 80s in a nutshell. Dennis Hopper on Coke, a coked out director, and taking an original idea and just going wacko crazy with it, man. I mean, just just the clothing these people are wearing in this movie, all the people that are there for that chili cook-off, Go back and freeze frame and just look at those outfits these people are wearing, man. You're like, this is insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I love the dialogue in this movie, too. And as we go along, I'm oh. sure we'll talk about that. But just there, yeah. there are little nuggets in this movie. They're so they're, It's just a really quotable movie. And, you know, it, it kind of opens up with that whole beginning scene where, like the original Texas Chainsaw, you've got the heat coming across the road, and it's kind of settling in on some, some mailboxes there at the beginning. So you're kind of getting that same setup, but instead of it being old lime green or avocado green van, you get uh, this these couple of punks riding around in a Mercedes, because you know what? It's the 80s. we got to have our preps riding around. And they're going to this big party, which is, uh, I'm guessing, a football game yeah. Celebration. Yes, the, the day, Red River you know. rivalry. It's the OU versus Texas. Uh, so U- UT. It's like it's a really big game. So they're, they're t- tying that into a reason that we've got this story going on. And come on, man, uh, just the obnoxiousness of these guys. They're calling into a radio station and giving the the radio host just a just down the road. Let's talk about this real quick. Since we're already in the car and we're calling the radio station. How about Stretch in there rocking out to the commercial music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, that mean, was pretty great. You can tell that they just, yeah, just bob your head like you listen to something, and we'll put some music in the back room, and it never matches. <laughs> 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 but it's like, W-A-K-L-O-K, and she's like, yeah! <laughs> they might as well have been, may as well have been playing like a Nissan Trucktober <laughs> ad. <laughs> right. Yeah, and she's just rocking like, yeah, this is so awesome. I like I like these yuppies because are these uh these preppies because they're they're like everything you couldn't stand in in the eighties movies like rolled into one and uh, even down to the license plate which says fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steven, just jump in here, man. I guess uh, I mean at this point the the scene we're talking about right now I guess what we're leading up to is probably one of the my favorite scenes out of the movie and I've even heard people tear it apart but I don't know why it just there's something wonderful about it but I don't want to well, jump ahead sure. before we get into the actual scene where we're getting to it all leads up to these guys raising hell out on the road and they decide while they're on the air to play a game of chicken with this truck that's coming down the road mm-hmm. and they run the they run the car off the road and they're just you know hook the horns woo hook the horns 
times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's the thing is like throughout the day they're calling Stretch. She's the the main character. They're they're calling her at the radio station, and she just can't get rid of them fast enough. And and if, unfortunately, and I I kind of remember this back in the eighties where if someone didn't hang up, you it, they would stay on your yeah. line. So uh, yeah. that's something people who watch this nowadays that are you know like late age millennials probably won't understand. Where you could just hang up on somebody, but yeah, you couldn't hang up. I mean, if the other line didn't, the lines were tied up. So, and these guys are cruising around with their with their phone in their car. That's right, folks. This is the early days of having a car phone, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> which was basically a house phone. Getting, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as big as as a regular rotary phone. It's just, <laughs> and then you got dudes' glasses, man, with the hologram eyes on it. I love those. I remember thinking those were cool back in the day. <laughs> I'd still wear them, I think. I don't know. Uh, it's between that and uh, um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he puts on x-ray glasses and he winks at the woman like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get through this whole scenario, and later on the night, they decide to call back and, <laughs> and just give uh, Stretch a hard time, too. And again, I just want to ask this, too. How do you get a name like Stretch? <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 <laughs> it's, it seems like an old cowboy name, but not like a woman <laughs> <laughs> right. A woman probably wouldn't want that name. Yeah, you you, you when you start thinking about it, like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? Uh, Going into this, though, like, the the nighttime scene starts off, and she kicks off uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, Oingo Boingo, No One Lives Forever. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, they couldn't have picked a better song yep. for this scene. Yeah, I think that's what makes that scene work, is that song. You know, I, I didn't even know who that was at the time when I first heard it, but I sought that song out to try and figure all that out, and I become became a fan of Oingo Boingo because of that scene. Join the group, man, because all three <laughs> of us are, are big. We're big Oingo Boingo fans, man. Well, and it's it's very high energy. Like 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 I was saying earlier, this movie just has this like constant pace about it, and that song is just like it's it's almost like I mean I know Oingo Boingo influenced a lot of Scott. Uh, ska bands and punk ska but it's very like upstroke kind of punk ska type stuff yeah. it's called cocaine <laughs> <laughs> let's have a party can, can, there's a chainsaw in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh and what that turns into is they're about to cross this bridge they they, they call stretch again and want to hear bright lights big titties <laughs> I don't want to hear him. I want to see him. <laughs> These guys, they and, couldn't uh, die fast enough, honestly. Right, right. Yeah, well, that's and that's the beauty of 80s again. You knew who was going to get it because you couldn't stand the characters. Yeah, yep, it's time for that jerk to go. And uh, so, being that we're right there, man, yeah, they, they're about to cross this bridge. And all of a sudden, these headlights come on on the bridge. And it's the truck they ran off the road earlier. And uh, Stephen, I'll let you take the lead on this, man. This is this is your shot. Okay, so what we're talking about here is what we get is the truck that they were trying to run off the road. And then we've got the car. They're trying to get you know through. They're trying to get past the bridge, and of course they've got to show off their machismo uh, '80s style. It's like, come on, get out of the way, dude. Or you know, I don't want to swear because they say a lot worse than that. But point blank. <laughs> <laughs> they, they start getting pushed back onto the bridge because the truck starts coming after them. They start backing up, and then it turns into this wild chase of backwards, forwards, and they're trying to get off the bridge. And I don't know if you guys noticed, 
the bridge is kind of longer than it seemed, but that's okay because we needed <laughs> we needed the time to build on this because we would have gotten off that bridge a lot faster. But with the you know the bridge extended, and then Leatherface whips out with Nubbins, one of the greatest characters or non characters of all time. Yeah. And he starts dancing, freaking him out. And the next thing you know, Leatherface gets shown because one of the guys pulls a gun, starts trying to shoot him, and then he just starts cutting into that car. And that's... Oh, man. Uh, he, he tears it to shreds and then tears dude's head off or at least uh, slices it a, a nice 45-degree uh, angle. And <laughs> then they run off the road and that's uh, the end of those yuppies. Or... Yeah. Preps or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, man, and you know, there's so many things going on right here. And like you said, if you if you dissect it too much, you start going, yeah, this totally makes no sense. Well, mm. g- again, we got a coke out, yeah. <laughs> Toby Hooper here, who's saying you know it'd be fun <laughs> if if we had a if we had a battle and some cars that are chasing each other, but instead of chasing each other, one's in reverse, the truck's going in reverse, people. Mm-hmm. Against a Mercedes car now, and I don't like the you know we break the illusion here of you know the bridge being a lot longer in the scene than it is if you just stand and look at the bridge and go yeah that's you know cross that in twenty seconds. Uh, the other part is who's driving the truck because <laughs> because I think about who's in this movie and the one that I would think not be able to even drive would be the one that would have to be driving. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, man. I mean, it has to be him. Yeah. So it has to be Chop Top driving the truck. <laughs> sure. Well, it's not Drayton because Drayton didn't even know it, know about that. E- exactly. So you know that that's that's the thing. I was kind of go hmm. And the other thing is it's Grandpa. You know, guys, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> yes, have been awesome. And just saying, guys, you could have just. Kept your brakes anytime. <laughs> sure. Every every person I've shown this movie to says, "Why don't they just break? Why don't they break?" <laughs> like, shut up and enjoy but, the awesomeness. That's right. Yeah. And again, like like Stephen said, the scene of him popping up in the back of the truck when it's nubbins, it's really disturbing, man. Because oh, yeah. this is something you haven't seen before. Mm. We don't know of a nubbins, right? So when this character's standing up and is doing all the flailing around. I tell you what, man, it's pretty dang creepy. Yeah. Oh yeah, and those guys freaking out, yelling at him, <laughs> shooting, and he's like you said, you finally shoot and it knocks Nubbin's head off, off to the side, and you get to see that's actually Leatherface underneath. And come on, man, I mean, you got Savini's effects going on here. How much fun is it when you see them driving down the road and you're seeing that chainsaw just cut through that door? Oh, dude, <laughs> it's awesome, right? It's fantastic, man. And uh, we break away from there. And this is on the while this is going on, they're still on the phone <laughs> with the radio station, and she's hearing all of it. And I love my favorite line in the whole movie is "Hang up, hang up, hang up." <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to get him to get off the phone, and uh, LG, which is the other guy that works at the at the station here, is uh, "I'm doing all I can, honey." You know, darling, <laughs> trying, yeah. darling, Don't call darling, me I'm darling, trying to, damn it. You know, so we got a handful of just whacked out, you know, characters here, man. But yeah, the chase scene is, I'd say, yeah, iconic. Oh you know? yeah, uh, sure. It's it's go- it's goofy in its own way, but it's it's that great '80s over the top, you know, uh, just nonsense. But you just you're trapped in it, man. It's just fantastic. But we cut away from that till the next morning, 
And this is where we get to see uh, Dennis Hopper. The, obviously, they found the the car, the, the Mercedes, which is all to pieces. Not not uh, a bridge in it, sight. It's it's just on a long stretch of road, right? <laughs> and uh, actually, it's one up uh, up one of those embankments where it's like an overhead pass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where did that even come into play? But anyway, I guess they could shoot there for free, and it wouldn't cost them anything. I guess. Well, and the car was backwards, <laughs> like the tail of the car was facing the bridge. <laughs> Dennis Hopper's there. And he's looking for clues, and at this point, you don't know who he is. And uh, some other police detective shows up, and they give him a hard time, tell him he needs to leave immediately. So obviously, there's some bad blood here. And you start getting dosed with coked-out Dennis Hopper at this point, man. I almost wish I could just take those scenes of him and just put them together and just watch it on a loop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell's exactly what they raised, Sheriff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you go ahead, son. Show me that authority. I'd like to see it. <laughs> I'd, li- I'd like to see it. I love the way he talks. Yes, I'd like to see it. <laughs> Just really like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and Dennis Dennis Hopper oh. looks like a ghoul. He just looks like a ghoul this entire movie. His like eyes are black and sunken in, and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh man." You can tell he's just up. like, and this wasn't makeup. They didn't do that on the set. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, that all went, that was all in Savini's camp over there. Yeah, I think uh, he was just living out the part, man. Some method acting going, up. some meth, meth acting, acting going on here. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you also in this scene too, you get to hear that. Um, you get to hear basically that this is uh, the, the first movie took place outside of Austin. This one takes place in a Dallas area, and the the, the cop tells him he's like, you know, that was way down south, you know, and that was many years ago that your uh, niece and what she was he says your brother's kids were attacked, right? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but you soon learn that this is uh, their uncle. Uh, Sally and uh, Franklin. <laughs> I can't think of his name for Franklin. a second. Yeah, this is their uncle. I, I kind of like that because. It was like exposition in a lot of these movies can be like really stupid. And I feel like the way this guy says it to him is like he's dealt with him on multiple occasions and right, it's done yeah. pretty pretty gracefully. So obviously, you know, he's he's got uh, some 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 ghost to chase here, man. He's he's still on this on this uh this hunt for whatever happened to his relatives. It's almost like the whole uh Laura Strode thing that you get in the last Halloween where everybody thinks she's crazy. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. Same thing here, right? I mean, he's he's on a trail, and everybody thinks he's crazy because, you know, it's amazing. He sawed his own head off while driving 90 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know what, though? And that's the thing, too, is he's raising a lot of, like, really valid, like, points. And, and you could tell that this cop, you know, is dealt with him before but also it's the chaos of this massive weekend because i I used to live in oklahoma and texas and if you try to use i-40 between between either state in on that weekend you are not moving it's just like so many people it's locked up and it's just chaos so yeah i mean he's dealing with that ou uh ut rivalry and on top of that he's got this coked out dennis opera to deal with which leads to the absolute bonkers hotel room or the hotel where hold on everybody well, before that though we get the chili cook off well i thought that was all in the same same thing oh okay you know, i thought yeah i think it was before but i'm not sure i could be wrong and it could be but yeah man the chili cook off come on i mean <laughs> how, how you know like i said earlier how 80s can something be man these outfits i, was, I swear it's like I, I know you have a costume department 
I mean, did y'all just go to the wrong closet? Or <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, well, man. Well, when they're introducing Drayton Sawyer as the uh, the winner of the chili cookoff. This man looks like uh, Barney Fife and some kind of ra- <laughs> some in some kind of rabbit, and the woman says, "I think he's kind of cute." <laughs> Are you serious? Especially in that jacket, right? Vlad <laughs> is coming back. I know Texas, and Texas loves meat. <laughs> Texas I loves tell you, I meat. love this town. This town loves prime rib. <laughs> oh, give me that. That's, that's one of them hard shell peppercorns. <laughs> Why in the hell do they put chili in the trophy? <laughs> exactly. And then he holds it up against him and gets chili all over yeah. his jacket. And it's like, you're just going to wear that on there? All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you get the cameo at this point, too. This is where it's down the hallway where... Uh, where Lefty is, which is Dennis Hopper. His character's name is Lefty. But you get to see uh, Toby Hooper in the hallway with a set of bullhorns on a cap, having a beer bottle thrown at him. <laughs> Dude, that, that whole scene is crazy. And then, of course, one thing we haven't... I forgot to mention in the cast is uh, those denim shorts that she's wearing <laughs> the entire movie. That's that, they, they have their own credit here. But this is when you're yeah, first been- introduced to them. They're like Daisy Dukes, but then they also been like bedazzled. <laughs> oh man, like these are the original uh, Daisy Dukes. Like aside from Daisy Duke, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's happened is uh, Lefty convinced that uh, that officer earlier to put out a a statement in a newspaper or a magazine saying, "Hey, if you have any clues to what has happened, please get in touch with this number, which happened to be Lefty's number." So. Stretch has the recording of what happened, and he's she's delivering it to him, thinking it can help him out, and he really just kind of brushes her off, man. Which is weird. That's, that's really thought, weird. I thought so, too, because it's like, she's here to give you evidence that's closer than anything you've ever had, and you're like, yeah, go on, little lady. I, I ain't got time for you right now. It must have been time to do another line or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was kind of dragging to that scene. You have anything else? Give me a call. Got a new car phone from that BMW. <laughs> I see him like uh, like rifling through that car, trying to pull out what he could use. Oh man! Alternate cut. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the the most impressive thing in this movie, and this is LG's French fry cabin that he builds. <laughs> <laughs> Built you a fry house, darling. I mean, it's pretty amazing when you look at it. You're like, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much time do you have to spend to build that? Uh, how many orders of fries do you have to yeah. order to build that? Well, that right there is is uh, a testament to how boring a chili cook-off is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying number seven now. Nope, not very good. <laughs> number eight? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we got 472 to go. Oh. <laughs> Coming out of this uh, is kind of where you get the phone call. And uh, where he's driving down the road in the the meat truck where he just won the trophy. We're number one. We're number one again. He's singing. (laughs) Did you guys notice that at one point (laughs) he is driving and he's changing the radio station and talking on the phone? He's not even touching the steering wheel all at the same time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, you know, we're going to bust people's chops now for texting and driving. But this guy, man, he was super multitasking. He wasn't even holding the steering wheel. (laughs) (laughs) 
the like he didn't even have like a a van radio. He had a like no. it was like a radio with antennas like, on it. Yeah, it was a it was a boom box he had sitting in there, a jam box. And it's just you know, of course he's just delivering the same lines he did in the first one, which are fantastic. Uh, but I just had to throw that in there, man. That's that's one of those scenes I just watched. I was like, this is this is where you can tell behind the scenes. They were giggling at how ridiculous some of this stuff is. It's like, and for the next scene, what did you want to do again, Toby? Okay, so so Drayton's got a ghetto blaster on the dashboard of his car, and uh, <laughs> we want him messing with the antennas and talking on the phone. I believe the chainsaw scene is next, right? Where Lifty goes by some chainsaws. Oh yes, and mm. and and let me go ahead and say, uh, no, they, they might be. Uh, they're really close together. Those scenes. But yeah, but uh, in the uh, on the sh- the Scream Factory edition of this movie, they show a lot of the shooting locations, and I've actually eaten barbecue at that chainsaw shop. Oh yeah, yeah some of the best wow. barbecue I've ever had. Yeah, they actually uh, converted it into uh, a barbecue place in Austin, Texas, and yeah, really awesome. I got I took some pictures and stuff and posted them on Facebook because there's really not a, a lot of original stuff there besides the actual building and I think like a stump and a couple other things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah it was it's pretty cool and uh especially since the scene is so bizarre <laughs> Oh man, this, this is a canon scene for sure, man. This could be in any of their movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Men, Dennis, Menheim Dennis Golem. Hopper walks in there, <laughs> just like yes, yeah, go out there and go ape shit on the on the stump. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend that that stump is a a Colombian police officer trying to take your cocaine. <laughs> And as bizarre as what Dennis Hopper's doing, I'm still trying to figure out why is the old man so excited? Dude. He is sitting there just like, oh my God. <laughs> like he's just getting off on it. And I'm, I just well, I don't know which is weirder. <laughs> the captions, too. Well, like the old man's like, oh, heavens to Betsy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Well, the, one line he does say, he says, oh, my aching banana. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He actually says that. I had to write it down. I was like, I can't believe that's a line in this movie. Oh, my aching banana. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Google that, listeners. That will get you nothing but pictures of Clay Aiken's (laughs) banana. And that's another horror movie you don't want to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Clay Aiken's banana. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, this whole scene, let's, let's, I mean, come on. He walks in there. I mean, Lefty walks in there, a cowboy hat whole attire just lays out about 800 bucks on a on a stump grabs the biggest chainsaw in the building the the guy that's working there is asking can i help you with something and he sets that chainsaw down grabs two small ones and starts swinging them around in the air i mean what can this guy be thinking at this point well you know what he says to him he says they got gas in them They got gas. got gas in them if you want to try them out. Go out there and give her a whack. That is insane. But just the fact that he's in there swinging them around like they're weapons ought to give this guy a red flag, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't sell them to this guy. <laughs> but he goes out there, and I love this because if you look, you can tell this is totally a stunt double out here chopping these logs. I mean, dude's got like jet black hair. Oh, yeah. Which mm-hmm. which Hopper does not have. <laughs> So I just love the, you know, going back and watching, I was like, wow, that is totally a different dude. <laughs> when people want to talk about the awesomeness of this movie, you have to just sit and wonder, looking at the scene, just going, what in the world did Golden and Globus sign up for? <laughs> they, I, I, know, I read where they were very unhappy <laughs> with the film when it was turned in. 
Because weren't they looking? They were looking for like a carbon copy of the original. And Toby Hooper was like, nah, I'm not oh, going to yeah. do that. <laughs> well, you I think, know, and, I think and Hooper had said that. He, he'd done that before. He didn't want to do the same thing again. Which is funny because there's so many parallels in this movie that you can tell is a rehashing of the original idea. So he did kind of go back and pull on some of those things. You know, whacking LG in the head. At, at the station, which you know we're about to get to, you know that's purely from the first movie, the shaking of the legs, mm-hmm. the 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 big metal door, which is used differently here. Uh, the dinner scene, you know, the uh, grandpa dinner the, scene. The, oh, the dinner yeah. scene is dead up the same. Oh yeah. So I mean, there's things that they obviously, you know, just did a retelling of. It's kind of like Evil Dead too, right? I mean, you you kind of kept a lot of the same ideas. But you just gave it a you gave it a twist. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> but uh, so yeah, man. Let's let's get back to where we were. This is back at the that, going, at the ahead. station. It's weird because they're they're closing off for the night and they're they're signing off. But I don't know. Maybe I'm not old enough to remember this. But they they play like the national or yeah the national <laughs> anthem, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they sign off for the the broadcast day, but then it continues to play music afterwards. Do they just? The stations just do that. They got a loop tape that they just they plug in, and it's like the same ten songs or whatever, kind of over and over. And, uh, and I, I, around here, when they played the national anthem, from there on, it was pretty much radio silence, which is kind of where we get that term. And uh, it would pick back up later on. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, I was confused but, because I mean that was b- before my time. But yeah, but um, yeah, that was a thing, man. We didn't have twenty four hour stuff back then. I mean, even TV. You know, at a certain time of night, you'd see the jets flying across the TV and play the national anthem, and it just went static. You know, it's, it's all thanks to people mm-hmm. like Hopper and all that cocaine. People are up at all all times. All right, <laughs> and that's the reason we got you know Ted Turner. I think is the one that started changing all that and giving us twenty four hour stuff. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> But uh, so so LG he ends up uh, going in there and I, he, he tells um, Stretch that he's going out f- to get some coffee or something, and uh, while he's gone, she ends up. I, I don't know. Does she hear something? Well, what's going on at this point is uh, we forgot about Lefty coming and talking to her about I want you to play that tape. This is the only way we're going to get them to respond is for you to play that tape over and over. And uh, that's that's the way I'm going to be able to to find out who did this. So what she's doing is every hour on the hour she's playing the tape of these people being killed, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when you think about FCC, it, station I don't care. Managers like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of people. course, you know the and that's what he said. Had a lot of angry callers. They sure were upset, darling. Because of that, she gets a phone call while he's gone to get coffee, and there's nobody on the phone, and. uh She's on her way out, and there's a dude sitting in the in like the lobby, and this is where we get to meet Chop Top. Oh man, this scene right here is the entire movie for me. This scene, this is so great. Yeah. The introduction to Bill Mosley for us in the in the movie world. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much of this character is still the same character that that he's playing in in all the Rob Zombie flicks. I mean, it's there's still so much of that character in that, <laughs> and it just be maybe just Bill Mosley himself, but you know. <laughs> It doesn't matter what wig I see him in, I still hear Chop Top. Oh, yeah. I like that that, that Lefty Request record. What was that? The Rainbow 3 soundtrack? <laughs> it's funny because they're making a joke about a movie hadn't come out yet. The idea of movies having more than one or two sequels was just unheard of at this point. So that was kind of a little jab. But lo and behold, what did we get? Rambo 3. <laughs> <laughs> 
that that whole scene, man, where he's taking the coat hanger. He's got a coat hanger that's bent, and he's lighting the the end of it, or heating it up with a with a, a lighter, and then sticking it to the back of his head to burn himself, and then pull off the skin that it burns off, and is eating it. I mean, that was new. We are going, we we are going <laughs> full tilt crazy right here, man. <laughs> Uh, and he plays it so well. Oh, that's something yeah. too we need to mention is that he's dressed like Sonny Bono. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he is my Sonny Bono wig. <laughs> I love that man. He, uh, but just his character is just so. I mean, he's supposedly like a an, a Vietnam veteran who came back, and uh, his character is just so like stunted in that era, which is kind of confusing because. If you look at him close, he's got the he's got the birthmark on his face, right? Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, okay, well, this is the hitchhiker from the first, which is basically what they're doing. They just rewrote this character, and I've heard later on that supposedly he's his twin brother or something that went off the yeah. Have and you then heard Nub- that? Nubbins was mm-hmm. uh, the hitchhiker, I guess. Yeah, that that's kind of where they're blur- blurring that line there of the original characters, and I don't know which one's crazier. I don't know if if if. Uh, Dude in the first movie is crazier than Chop Top or not? No, no, no. Chop Top has it hands down. I think. Yeah, I would agree. But it's got, <laughs> well, he's and he's seen some 80. stuff, man. He's been all over the world and done the same stuff. Yeah, maybe that's what it is because it, it's and again, it's got that eighties overblown, over the top. He's not scared of anything, you know. And that that's what's impressive about this character is, you know, he's the bad guy and he's enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this whole scene, man, you can tell. And it's tense, man. It is a very intense scene where she's just trying to get rid of this guy. She's there by herself. And he's like, you know, hey, uh, can you can you play me a request? And he's saying all these crazy things, but really you know why he's there. Are you going to play that song again? And uh, then it turns into going to the record room, right? And that's the scene you were talking about earlier when he turns the light on and instantly... By the time he flips the light switch, here comes Leatherface <laughs> popping out of this room with smoke and everything everywhere. Like it, it's, it, it's a great scene, but it it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like if he had an electric chainsaw, maybe it would work. <laughs> but uh, it just cranks instantly, and he jumps out. And in the act of jumping through there and trying to swing at the girl, he accidentally hits Chop Top in the head. <laughs> And this is the sound bites that you hear everywhere, even in Primus songs. It took me forever to remember where I heard Dog Will Hunt when I heard Jerry was a race car driver. I was like, where have I heard that? Yep. Where have I heard that? And I finally come back around. I was like, oh, yeah, there. Okay. Dog Will Hunt. Dog Will Hunt. <laughs> Get that bitch leather oh. face. <laughs> it's just so crazy it's comical but disturbing at the same time it's you know what you know toby hooper catches a lot of flack i mean he had a home run with the first movie and he's made some movies that people still love but he's taking a lot of flack for not being a great director but there's something that he's that he does in some of these that are just benchmark things man this this whole scene is incredible even though it's a farcical of what he did before i like how he stays on chop top just a just a little extra time as he's sitting there looking over his wig because they could have cut away at any point and he's just 
oh god just sitting there complaining but you hear the chainsaw in the background he's just oh man just but they stay on it and you're like <laughs> you can cut away from this at any point in time it's like no no we're gonna stay right here and watch him just mull this over for a moment <laughs> Well, and I, I love yeah. I love that uh, chop top sitting there like touching his head. He's like, oh, almost messed me up. <laughs> almost. <laughs> <laughs> you put a dent in my plate. <laughs> Bill Mosley is just chewing the scenery here, man. Yeah, keep the camera rolling because you don't know what gold you're going to get out of this, mm-hmm. right? The things that people walk away with, the lines you hear people say, are from this all this ad libbing stuff he's doing right here. But that doesn't change the fact of we've got Leatherface chasing Stretch. Through the rest of the studio, which is a scene that I was let's let's see, I was sixteen when I saw this. You talking about like confusion you as a young male? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is in this scene. This they, next they scene, make Leatherface sexual in this scene. Yeah, yeah. If you can do that, <laughs> well, I mean, they definitely try to. <laughs> yeah, man, you get the scene where he's chasing her, and this is where the the big metal door that like Leatherface slams in the first movie, where you you know it's such an impactful moment. When here, if she's on the other side of it, she shut the door to keep him from getting in. And I love just the misdirection here. And of course, the one thing you do when you're in a room and you want somebody to go away, you obviously just stand there and go, "Go away, <laughs> go away." <laughs> That always works. But I love the fact that he finally stops and he just busts through the wall to another another part of the building. <laughs> so he's not as dumb as we think he is. We Kool-Aid man's it. But when he gets in... Oh, the, yes, exactly. Oh, yeah! <laughs> he busts in the room and there's nowhere for her to go and there's this big tub of iced-down drinks. Now, again, why? <laughs> <laughs> and there's two people working here and we need a... Party cooler? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely huge, full of ice down Welches. <laughs> <laughs> that, that radio station always seemed like they were, like, drinking beer the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's, what's the beer you see in this movie the whole time? Who? I don't Is it uh, Pabst? No, no, no. It's some it's some local beer there. Uh-oh. But, yeah, that's what they're kind of drinking the whole time. They probably got, you know, they, they could use that beer and get free beer, I guess, probably, if they used it in the movie or something. But, uh this scene, man, she's she's trying to get away from him. He's taking his saw blade and he's putting it down in the ice and just revving it up and it's spitting water and stuff all over her. And uh, it's basically a car, like a car c- commercial or a beer commercial. <laughs> then you get to where she comes with this great idea of to calm him down. Let's make sexual sexual references to this guy. Let's t- let's talk sexual to this buffoon with a chainsaw <laughs> with people's skin on his face. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, are you good? I'll bet you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best. And you know he's running the chainsaw up her leg, up to Cooterville. Oh man, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and 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 they do not cut away, man. It's just like straight. No, it's just like punching her, like hello, like just poking her right in the cooch. It's really weird because you feel like are they just trying to go too far, or because this is really weird. <laughs> well, when he starts sitting I there mean, wagging his tongue around, I mean, we're getting there. You do, we we understand what's going on because he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's kind of kind of losing it there. Oh yeah, but you. you get, and then uh, to react, where she tells him that you're the best, and then he backs up, cranks up the chainsaw, and you think he's gonna like start whacking her to pieces because that's what you do to get off when you're an insane lunatic. <laughs> but no, man, he goes in there and starts cutting up the the uh, the studio, 
uh, cutting out the glass and just going crazy. <laughs> and then we get the incredible scene where he turns back to her and has the chainsaw at hip level and starts thrusting at her. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the weirdest scene of this movie, probably, for me. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like that alone she got violated <laughs> you know it's just it's so weird man it's just the weirdest thing again toby hooper you're you're a freaking genius somehow you're you're a demented lunatic genius <laughs> in this whole scene um lg comes back and uh he's like oh yeah. what are you doing here you crazy little fucker <laughs> and uh all of a sudden all of a sudden uh you get this great line from Chop Top, this, lick my plate, you dog dick, and uh, goes over there and uh, starts beating him with a hammer. I mean... Of course, LG, the thing about LG is he spits all the time. <laughs> like, just hawks a loogie all the time. Inside. It inside. don't matter if he's, yeah, on the carpet, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of the more disturbing things for me. It's like, man... Just come on, man. But, hey, it's Texas. Go big, go home, right? <laughs> and uh, so they're whacking him in the head. Leatherface comes back. And they got LG down on the ground. There's blood everywhere. And uh, Chop Top keeps asking Leatherface if he got her. Did you get that bitch? Did you get her? Did you get her? Yeah. I, and he just shakes his head like he got her. <laughs> so she's not dead because he just, you know, he just fell in love. So they load up LG and head back to, to wherever they're hiding at. Which is another story all in itself. Oh God! What is it like the the oh. Alamo amusement park? Yeah, it's like the the Texas Battle Playground or something. No, that, that's what it's called. Like it's, it's called like Texas Battlelands or something or Battle Battleland. Yeah, the Texas Battleland. Yep. And it's basically like an old timey seventies small scale amusement park where. You know, people fought and died in a war. <laughs> it, it looks like the kind of thing you would see in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Right. Very yeah. much. Very much. Big, big concrete and plastered statue standing out there holding a cannonball. You know, these kind of things. It's just so bizarre. <laughs> and you, again, was this was this built or was it something that existed and they just changed the name of it? That's what I'd like to know. Was this an actual place? I don't think I because I think it was an, an old abandoned amusement park, but I, I don't know. I'm sure they've talked about it, but it, to, to me, yeah. it didn't look look like something they built. It looked like something they had like found at an old fairgrounds or something. Yeah, they load up LG in the back of the truck. And I always wonder about the truck, too. I'm like, where did they score these vehicles? That's at? a nice truck. These are nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is about as souped up of an 80s truck as you're going to get back in the day, man. This has been like everybody I went to school with would have died for this truck. Do so I, I was going to say, you know where they got the money for it? They were so ahead of the, the, the culture of food trucks. And Drayton had the, the rolling last stop gr- grill or whatever that was. And... Yeah. I imagine that he was just pulling down some serious dough with that that food truck. Probably so. If they did, in fact, take that truck from someone and did nothing to it, you gotta you gotta wonder who the person was that had that horn. Ooga, and what kind of person <laughs> they were. <laughs> and didn't the, uh, didn't the truck also have a giant American flag as the t- tailgate? Yeah, yeah, on the tailgate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was a nice truck, yeah. man. That was a nice truck. With the roll bar and the whole shebang, man. It was it was sharp. But yeah, they load up LG in the back of it and they head off to Texas Battleland, which is like we said, a music park 
And uh, yeah, they've just gutted it, and they're just living in the middle of it. So there's where your money comes from. They they're not they don't have any overhead. <laughs> they're, they're living in a cave. Well, unlimited meat too. <laughs> right, right. They are. They really are living like yeah. the Taliban down there. <laughs> but what's going on is when they're taking off, then Stretch runs out, jumps in her car or Jeep. She's got a Jeep she's driving, and drives out to follow them to where they're going. So you got a little cat and mouse thing going on here, but she's trying to stay far enough back. Then, for some reason, she decides to start going on foot. It's like it's like one of those things of why? Why didn't you just turn your headlights off and just keep following them? But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna just start uh, going by foot here, see what's going on. In the process of going on foot behind them, another car comes up and starts chasing her. So she's running like a maniac. Turns out it's it's uh, it's Lefty. So what Lefty has done is he framed... Well, he didn't frame her. He used her to find out where the lunatics live so he can track them down. So he used her. But I love the scene where she's standing there and he yells at her. And then the ground just opens up <laughs> underneath her. Well, and it looks like hell. It's just like <laughs> an orange light with like like almost like smoke. It's almost like Jason goes to hell. <laughs> Dude, it really is, yeah. Yeah. You expected those little demons to come up and grab her and start pulling her down. <laughs> well, and I like this too because he's like he goes to help her and she's out of his reach. So he reaches for what I thought everybody could tell was a a, a human arm. <laughs> everybody but her. Yeah. Every everybody but those yeah. two. <laughs> and he goes. He hands her this like skeletal arm, and it ends up breaking, and she falls down this basically like it's basically like the Mister Bone Ripper slide from Nothing But Trouble. Uh, right, yeah. Because <laughs> she goes down this like whole thing of bones, but he pulls up the the arm and looks at it. And it's like, ah, oh, like yeah, no idea. He's holding a human arm. I can just see the pitch for this now because I think he's, Toby Hooper's going. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to make Texas Chainsaw, but I also want it to look like Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna run through caves and big rocks falling, <laughs> and we're gonna have a big slide. We got dead bodies. You're gonna slide, and dead bodies are gonna fall on you, and you're gonna scream. Oh wait a minute! I already did that. That was in Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to me, that that whole scene there, it feels like an Indiana Jones flick. <laughs> With that pitch, you can't blame the Golden and Globus guys not to give him money. I mean, why not? Right. Indiana right. Jones meets Texas Chainsaw. Sold. Here's your money. I mean, they just did it, Alan Quartermain. So why not? Uh, it, it, that one worked. And so now we're in the belly of the beast. And Dennis Hopper is on top of the ground. And, oh gosh, man, come on. This is what you watch the movie for, man. This is where Dennis Hopper grabs his chainsaws and he starts claiming, Gonna tear it all down! Put it all down! <laughs> <laughs> and they act like they never can hear him. That's the thing. It's like, y'all can't hear that? <laughs> So this cave, man, they've taken like old Christmas lights and stuff. They've got them running up and down through these caves. So you can kind of see where you're going. It's just bare-knuckled. you got Leatherface in here in, in this room. And he's carving up LG. He's pulling the skin off, which, come on, man. These these effects. I remember as a kid. Gruesome. This, this, whole, this whole scene right here blew my mind mm. as a kid. Rightfully so, man. This, that, is, a, this is a pretty grotesque yeah. scene. You don't see him like literally pulling it off the person, but the aftermath and then somehow stretches in that room and and leatherface is in there and he sees her and she says she wants to get out of there and he's feeling sympathetic for her so he takes lg's face off (laughs) 
puts it on her, puts a cowboy hat on her, and then starts dancing with her. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't. I really I don't mean, know what his end game was gonna be here, but it was getting weirder and weirder. It's like, are you trying to just cheer her up? Is that the point of this? Are you just having fun? Are you fantasizing? I don't. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> well, you know, one thing. One thing I'll say about that effect of LG's face being ripped off, and um, we haven't talked about it yet about the way he looks still, but. Um, you know, this was pretty commonplace in the Hellraiser movies, but that was still a couple years away. Yep. So right. this was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, before this movie, I don't know that there were many movies with skinned people. <laughs> the three brothers are always arguing all the time, always have been. That's the chemistry of this movie. And I think that's a mistake they've made with making all the other Texas Chainsaw movies is they focus only on Leatherface, but it's the family that makes it work. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is kind of the last attempt at that, I think, of the of the family. And uh, they're always arguing, always fussing, because they're running a business. And when uh, when they go off, <laughs> you know, at this point, Leatherface gets called out to another part of the room, and then he's got her chained up, or she can't leave, but even though she's still got LG's face and stuff on her. Then LG pops up, right? Sets up, and... He decides he's going to cut her loose and try to get her out of there. He's he's in bad shape. <laughs> oh, his whole chest is missing. And, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> man, yeah. I just remember seeing seeing this and just going, "This is this is unreal, man." Like you said, very much the effect that you feel when you're watching Hellraiser for the first time. All those scenes of Frank, you know, when he doesn't have the skin and stuff, you're you're getting that here, man. It's it it messes with you. Yeah. And when he grabs the knife to cut her loose and he can't control his muscles and he's jerking like he's afraid old man he's gonna end up cutting her or cutting himself or it's just messed up. Man. Oh yeah, Savini did. Man, this was awesome. But needless to say, uh LG does good, cuts her loose, he lays down and uh and ends up just dying and she ends up putting his face back on him, puts some cowboy hat over his heart. And uh that's the last of LG. So she's trying to make a break for it. This is where you get so much of the crazy family stuff. Nomland! <laughs> it's hip. Everybody will love it. It's Nomland. Yeah, he's got a fire extinguisher just blowing it all over the place as he dances around. <laughs> Nomland! <laughs> oh, dude. So he's, great. He's, so he's got this idea of re- opening up the theme park again and making it Nomland. <laughs> <laughs> and as goofy as it is, it's hilarious, man. We're not going to do Nam Land. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to make her break and get out of here because she knows that there's just, it's this is a bad situation. All the time this is going on, you got Dennis Hopper up here cutting down support beams, <laughs> singing religious songs. <laughs> what is he singing? Sending in the. Like, I don't know. He's singing something. <laughs> bringing in He's singing, bring it, bring, bring it in the sheaves. Yeah. yeah, man. We shall come rejoice bring it in the sheaves. Well, at one, point, at one point when he first walks in there, there's like a wall with like a couple little spots of blood dripping down it. And, oh. and so, yeah, it's got like Davy Crockett on there swinging his gun, hitting the Mexican in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he like he like kicks in the wall or whatever, and like a bunch of organs fall out of it. Yeah, so random. I remember that being gross too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, where, where do the entrails go? I mean, the whole place is entrails. <laughs> as many bones as they have down there, it's insane, man. Like, just the whole place is like 
Yeah, basically, if you took a sandbox and just filled it full of bones. So I mean, you know, the, the, you know how do you how do you dispose of you know your waste here? So that's that's a that's definitely a concern, right? Oh yeah. But they're still trying to function like the family. I mean, they they lived in that house out in the middle of nowhere before, so this gives them a lot more space. It's got to be bigger than that house was. Oh yeah. Well, sure. I mean, this thing seemed to have several levels too. And Grandpa, man, he got him an upgrade with that chair too, didn't he? <laughs> man, they put it on those big wheels. He could roll around everywhere. Well, uh, <laughs> well, basically, um, Stretch is trying to escape, and Leatherface runs up on her, and. Yeah, she's trying to convince him to let her go, and he's kind of falling for it. But the rest of the family comes up on him, and they're like, they realize now that he's been protecting this girl the whole time, and uh, it turns into this. Bubba's got a girlfriend. Thing, yeah, it's really weird. That line. Bubba's got a girlfriend. That line Drayton has right there. Give me that. Turn traitor for a piece of tail. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say um, the guy who played Leatherface in this one, man, uh, Bill Johnson, he does yep. a lot of acting with his eyes. And this scene where they find out yep. that he's been hiding her, yeah. he, mm-hmm. he has so many good looks with those eyes. It, it cracks me up because it's like it's like a teenager who just, his porn stash just got found. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, what they do is they knock her in the head. And they take her downstairs, and then we get the whole dinner dinner scene like we had in the original, and it's almost tit for tat, man. I mean, it's pretty dang identical. Oh yeah, you know. And uh, and again, that's that relapse of trying to capture the the, the magic of the original, probably just to keep the uh, Golden and Globus happy too. You know, sure. oh, d- does it does it have the dinner scene? Oh yeah, I, it's in there. It's I got it. It's I can there. only imagine those are the dailies they got to see, or just the things that were similar. <laughs> You know how this all goes. I mean, they bring Grandpa in there, and he's the best killer. You know, he and so they give him a sledge. They've got Stretch hanging over the barrel or in the the pan there, and they're whacking her in the back of the head. Can Can I say that this Grandpa is much creepier? I oh yeah 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 yeah. He's yeah. got those like blackened yeah. eyes, and he he like uses his tongue, and his arms are yeah. moving like a like a like a toddler who's excited for juice. It's really mm. it's very <laughs> off putting. Yeah. Plus, did you happen to hear what uh, Drayton called Stretch before they started whacking her? Did you Did you catch the the nickname? I don't think so. He said, "Look what we got here, Grandpa! Slurpy booty!" <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard that, I didn't catch it the first time over. Someone pointed it out to me, and I was like, "Slurpy booty! That is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie so much, and I don't think I've ever caught that line. That is hilarious. Check that out. Go back That's to so that good. scene. What? Slurpy booty. Well, I got a new band name, so. You know, this this kind of ends the same way the other one does. I mean, they finally get a good whack in on her. And uh, instead of getting up and running off, right when they're getting ready to, to, to divvy her up, here comes Lefty, Dude, man. Can, uh, this is one of my favorite lines <laughs> of the entire movie. This, I'm the Lord of the Harvest. harvest. What's that? Some new health food bunch? <laughs> that, How much did they pay you? That is so funny, man. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. They don't even feel like they're caught. It, it's always been what's incredible about this family 
and uh, it was really a change in horror as far as I'm concerned because it's one thing to know you're to know you're the bad guy. These guys actually don't feel like they're doing anything really wrong. Well, they compare humans to like, like cattle, pretty much. Right. Yeah. So, as deranged as they are, they don't feel like, uh oh, we've been caught doing something. You know, they just fix it and go on. You know, it's a business. But yeah, even with him standing there with a chainsaw looking at them, they're still not even really freaking out. They're just like, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you boys shouldn't have been yeah, doing man. this or something like that. It's like he's trying to, to like uh, morally shame them. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> and another tie-in that they did when, when uh, Lefty's on his way there, he finds the wheelchair oh, yeah. that Franklin... And it's supposed to be Franklin sitting there because Franklin is the guy in the wheelchair from the first movie that gets gets sliced up. So he's found his remains of his family that he's been trying to right the wrong for all Dude, these years, get vengeance. Duracell could have like totally tacked onto this movie, <laughs> and, like because I'll tell you what, uh, uh, batteries that last twelve years in a flashlight, because you know they were, Pretty you amazing. know they weren't switching the batteries on that. No. So, yeah, that would have been great, man. Nothing works like Duracell. You just show the corpse dropping the, dropping the flashlight. Even if you've been dead for 12 years, our batteries still are alive. <laughs> well, it was nice also to see Franklin less annoying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> Sally? Sally? <laughs> Sally, wait a minute. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. <laughs> oh, man. Sally, he took the keys. He took the keys. Dude, you do that so well. <laughs> that is fantastic, man. If I have any more fun, I don't think I'm going to be able to take it. <laughs> that is so awesome. But yeah, man. Let's get back to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. You can't really talk about one without the other because, again, they, they tr- he tried to do a this, this retelling thing, which is weird because now we're at a stage where that happens all the time. This was kind of rare back in the day where you basically just retold your own story. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of that, you got like Jaws 3 or Jaws 4, you know, where they just took it and just made it so so ridiculous, which, oh, come on, we're talking about Texas Chainsaw 2. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is where the big fight ensues. Uh, he cuts Stretch loose. She takes off on foot. And then Lefty is in a battle with, uh, <laughs> with Leatherface. And uh, Drayton, and of course, he he hits Drayton right in the <laughs> right right in the anus, <laughs> and uh, gets him pretty good with the chainsaw. And he crawls under a table and starts checking himself. And you get some great lines here, mm-hmm. man. Eh, sh- took sure did take care of my hymns. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every I, I think he probably just ad libbed all that stuff under the table. I, I got a feeling there was a lot of ad living in this movie. I don't think Chop Top had any lines. I think he, I think Bill Mosley just they told him to do what he did, do what he was gonna do. And of course, you know the story of that because he he made a a, a little movie. Uh Oh yeah, uh, Texas Chainsaw Man- Manicure, and then Toby Hooper saw it and fell in love with it. So just basically wrote him into the movie is what it what happened. You're talking about awesome man. Just that, that's such an awesome stroke of luck. That's that's like uh, being a tribute band singer and then getting the job with the real band, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's so cool. So when you're you know when when you're dreaming of being in the uh, slappy booty, <laughs> slurpy, slurpy, slurpy booty. That's what uh, that's what uh, Stretch had whenever he was spraying that ice all over. She had slurpy booty. 
Slooper Booty. Uh, so needless to say, the fight is ensuing, and you, you get kind of a retelling again of the way the original ends, where Chop Top is chasing Stretch, and she's running, and he's taking the razor blade and hitting her across the back. And one thing that we didn't, that the family didn't learn from the first movie to this movie is why do you put your your decrepit, old, near death grandmother, grandparents at a higher level in a building? <laughs> they always put them up. In the first movie, they were upstairs, and in this movie, you know, there's this. I don't even know what this is. It's almost like a fake mountain that was built. Yeah, yeah. With a stair mm-hmm. staircase that goes up like a lookout spot or something. And Grandma's up there, tits out, it, just holding the chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she is. Because <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> right. The first movie, she had a, like a gown on, like a grandmotherly like outfit. And this one, it's just tits everywhere. Just... Yeah, you get this whole fight scene that goes up this this set of steps or you know a stairway that goes up to this building. Why they're running up there, who knows? That's just the exit she took. And the whole time he's slashing her calves with this straight razor. Very very similar to the original. Uh, and then you get two or three scenes here where you can tell these are obviously stunt doubles because wigs change and people change. And you get the scene where the, the arm guard falls off or swings off to the side and Chop Top's holding on to it and that's the reason she can kind of get away. He pulls himself back up there. She sees Grandmother sitting there and she reaches and grabs her chainsaw. Wow, this is going on. We cut back inside and uh, you got, where's he? Finds Nubbin, right? Yeah, and he had the, uh, what did he call the grenade? The F.U. Charlie. The F.U. Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I like this scene too because like Leatherface is a champ, man. Like he has he has a, a oh, mini yeah. chainsaw embedded in his stomach and he's still fighting like nothing. Oh man, it's that super long chainsaw because there's even a scene where they twist him from side to side where you can see where it's going oh, in yeah. coming out the other yeah, side and, and, and it's all rotating and he and that's where Lifty pulls out the the two small ones. <laughs> 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 but while that's going on, he's underneath the table pulling out a hand grenade and uh, going to blow the whole thing up, which is what happens. So hand grenade goes off. Everybody's dead except for Stretch and Chop Top. And they're battling up here. Like I said, he's just whacking her. She reaches up and grabs the chainsaw from, from, the, from the grandmother. That's sacred. No, don't touch her. Yeah, don't touch her because... That'll kill her, you know. And sure enough, she grabs the chainsaw. It kills Grandma. Well, now Chop Top is in a crazy fit now because now his grandmother's been killed. And again, he just starts whacking her with this straight razor. And she's pulling this chainsaw. Finally gets it cranked and uh, pretty much does Chop Top in. And then she does the dance at the end, like we were that uh, the original movie is known for for that last scene. She's up here jumping around, swinging. So it's like she's done going mad. And that's kind of how the movie ends. Oh yeah, and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty great little. Uh, it looks like that shot has some money behind it at the end. Yeah, because it's definitely from far off, you know, and they had to be up to where they could shoot that across. I kind of dug this ending because it's kind of like uh, the end of uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, right? Where you don't know if if you know if the kid's gonna go insane and become the next killer or, you know, does Stretch go off and start making barbecue? You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I always kind of wondered about that because that's, that's where it ends. It's neat that there wasn't ever a follow-up from that. They just totally retold the history again, which, again, kind of becomes passe. That's kind of what we've done from there on. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I just... I think this one is so 80s 
And when you go into it, looking at it from that perspective, if you allow yourself, this movie is an absolute blast. To oh, watch. yeah. I love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't and, give up on it back then and and actually came back to it at some point because obviously the movie had some draw to to my memory there was something about it that said go give it give it another watch there's some you you enjoyed something go back and watch it again yeah and i would just watch it again and again it got better every time and that's the thing is even now when you're checking it out like I said, it's been so long since I've seen it, and I forgot how much I enjoy this movie. It's 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 a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it's gross, and it's disturbing, and it's everything all in one. So it's that perfect mix of the roller coaster ride. Like I said, that's that's that thing we look for, and that's the reason. There's no wonder why Evil Dead Two and and like I said, Reanimator, all these movies, even like uh, American Werewolf, that they, they have this dark humor to them. Why they're not some of the biggest horror movies because they really offer you something a little different than just a, you know, crazed lunatic hunting people with a machete, you know? I think it just takes a, I mean, a, a certain kind of fan to really like those because uh, it seems like a lot of people will go into it and they see the silliness and the campiness of it and they just dismiss it. Sure. Right. And and I get that too because the whole point of watching a horror movie is to be scared. That's That's kind of what you're going for. But I think for... People that watch a lot of horror, it's nice to find something where you can go, eh, you know, this is kind of different, <laughs> you know, and and that's I think that's that journey that we all take, you know, for a a person that's only seen the big franchise movies, it's hard for them to break away and enjoy something that is a different take. Mm-hmm. You know, we've covered some of those movies already here. You know, not everybody's going to enjoy Sleepaway Camp. Not everybody's going to enjoy Near Dark because they're they're just different from your standard cranked out, you know, license plate looking movies that we've seen, you know, 3,000 times. I don't know. That's what it's always been for me is show me something that I haven't seen before. And man, does this movie do it. I mean, it gives you enough nostalgia from the original, but it shows you a whole bunch of stuff you're not going to see anywhere else. You're not going to see... A performance like Dennis Hopper's in this movie <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> and I think this movie and the even the first one, it's kind of a testament to how good Toby Hooper is, as we've mentioned throughout yeah. this whole thing, that no one after this has been able to replicate what those two movies were. Some have... Totally agree. Really, I mean, they, I don't feel like they understand what it was supposed to be. Because I've even heard Toby Hooper mention that Texas Chainsaw, the original, was kind of a comedy in his own mind. And that's how he kind of approached it. Granted, we don't really see the humor, but we do. And it's just, it's it's amazing that no one has captured that. He, I mean, these movies are completely his 100%. They're his vision, and nobody else is going to grab that. Yeah, they're they're very, I, I love this movie. Yeah, I remember when the, when the remake came out. And we went and seen it, and I was impressed because mm-hmm. most of the time when somebody does a remake, it falls pretty flat. But you know, I've gone back and revisited it, and to me, it doesn't hold no, up. It, it does for some reason. I, I I didn't enjoy it, and I'm like, what happened? Because I remember liking it in the theater, and I watched it again. I was like, ah, it's it's missing something. But you go back to just like what Stephen was saying; these first two, they really don't get old. I mean, they're they're timed because of when they came out. They're dated according to that, but they still hold up so well, and they are what they are. Mm-hmm. They're not passing off to be something else. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, anything we left out that y'all want to talk about on this one? No, just the great soundtrack. I mean, you have the the cramps, you have Boingo Boingo, Rocky Erickson, lots of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Timbuk three. Timbuk three. Timbuk three. Was that song <laughs> Shame? That's how the st- movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then yeah, Stuart Copeland doing the weird song at the end. Mm-hmm. Things and I thought it was Timbuk. I thought <laughs> Right. I thought that was Timbuk three as well until it got to the end. I was like, that's Stuart Copeland? <laughs> <laughs> I love to bash on canon films, but I love them so much. It, it, it's impossible to even describe the love-hate relationship with canon that I've got because I, I love so many of their movies, but I just know that, you know, to, to come up to Toby Hooper and say, hey, uh, we noticed you had a big hit with uh, with uh, Poltergeist. How about you making three movies for us? Sure. Why not? I just I love that mentality. I mean, it's just crazy. Not to mention him doing the video for Dancing with Myself for Billy Idol. You know, he's <laughs> he's hitting a hundred here at this point, man. So I don't know. So much fun. You guys want to give it a rating? Oh yeah. So what we do here, Stephen, on this show is we do one through five, five being the best, one being the least, and we just kind of tie it into something that's in the movie. So I'll give you an example. I'm going to give this movie. Five hard shell peppercorns. Oh, that's what I was doing, dude. <laughs> ah. I got a different one. All okay. right. I'm going to okay. give this movie five hammer blasts of incoming mail. <laughs> <laughs> and I will give this uh, five slurpy booties. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm so man. glad we had you on here, man. That's I never caught that. And I've seen this movie like a hundred times. <laughs> I'm glad I could share and just a little bit of something that you can go back and find. That's yeah. That's that's, that's right. awesome. I told you he was a, jo- a jogger nut. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Jogging away. This has been a lot of fun, man. Uh, Stephen, before we go, man, if you will. Just uh, tell everybody where they can find your shows, all that kind of good stuff. And pl- plug your stuff. Sure. Uh, well, like I said, I host Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo and Kaiju Weekly. You can find them all your major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, you can even find them on YouTube.com slash Pencil Paper Productions. Of course, Kaiju Weekly you would not find there, but you will find all the other podcasts. That's a, a separate entity, but it's still out in the pod sphere, if you will. Uh, if you If you sound interested in any of the things that i do my youtube channel is pencil paper productions you can come find all my my works that i do and uh, look forward to my animated series i got coming later this year so that's what i got nice all right that's awesome man hey and we do i appreciate you finally getting to do something together man it's been a blast glad you came on man i'm i'm absolutely happy you guys brought me on i, I was happy to be here all right well i guess that's gonna be it for us folks hey take care of yourselves don't forget to, to check out our facebook group and all that good stuff let us know kind of what you like what you don't like if there's some movies you want us to cover we're kind of open to whatever uh be looking for a whole bunch of more guests coming on we got a calendar is pretty book solid so should be some fun times and uh, just take care of yourselves, folks. We will see you later. Sayonara. Peace. Peace.